it's Brian, your lunatic friend. Picture, if you will, Riverside, California, 1974. A sleepy backwater town of 150,000. And I'm 21 years old, living in a garage behind a piano. Starting to look like a hippie. Long hair, now wearing beads. Sweet Comfort was like the local house band at Calvary Chapel of Riverside. And we had no respect. Like Jesus, we learned that a prophet is without honor in his hometown. We were considered second string because we weren't from Orange County where all the big time bands were. For one thing, I didn't even have any music equipment. Our first purchase as a band was a PA system. Two little cabinets and a six channel mixer. And then of course we needed two microphones and microphone stands. We had to play places that had an acoustic piano. It was usually an old upright and they were seldom in tune. So sometimes our music sounded like an old saloon band. I remember one time having to use a piece of chewing gum to keep one of the keys on. Our highlight gig as a three piece band came on Easter Sunrise. Held on Mount Rubido, which was more hill than mountain, and due to poor organization and sagging interest, the city of Riverside would give Calvary Chapel the opportunity to run the whole sunrise service. We were given the slot because we were local, which meant we could actually be there by four o'clock in the morning. So we hauled an upright piano up the top of the hill, took about 30 minutes in a truck, and our whole band would set up on a stage made of stone. And it would be the biggest sunrise service that the city of Riverside had ever seen. And with sweet comfort on stage, it would be the loudest. But the newspaper read the next day, Easter sunrise service takes on rock concert tinge. Not everybody was happy about it, but in the future, Sweet Comfort would play at all the Easter sunrise services that Calvary Chapel did at a different location. But it would be the last time we tried to carry an upright piano to a gig. That thing had to weigh 400 pounds. Because what had happened was, I remember saying, we don't need to tie this thing down. It's too heavy to go anywhere. But we weren't a block away from the garage before that thing cleared the sideboard, landing on the street, upright of course, on its wheels, and it slid into a parked car doing about 30 miles an hour. The explosion sent piano keys all over the street for about 50 feet. I remember us laughing later, thinking about how the car owner had to explain that to his insurance company. Yes, my car was destroyed by a fast-moving piano. We took that as a sign that it was time to get a loan and get a keyboard that fit in a suitcase. So we bought a Fender Rhodes. The irony was not lost on me. I lost my last piano to a Fender on the road. But the sound of the band would change dramatically with an electric piano. We would be invited to join a couple of bands from San Bernardino. One group was called Sunrise. Sun was spelled with an O. And wouldn't you know it, the headline group was that Christian funk band that I met earlier had their own record out called Psalm 150. And those guys were light years better than we were. But the real significance came when we would hear the guitar player for Sunrise. His name was Randy Thomas. And he wasn't just a lead guitar player, he was everything on a guitar. And he could sing too. And not only did he play for Sunrise, but he sat in with Psalm 150. One of my favorite songs of theirs was this great funk groove. Why don't you make up your mind? He's with you all the time. And Randy sounded good singing that stuff. And later he would play for Kevin in an audition for a Saturday night event at our church. But instead, Kevin invited him to our rehearsal. Kevin had already invited a couple of guitar players to try out, but he hadn't told me about it. Randy was already in the garage playing with Rick and Kevin when I got there at the rehearsal. First gig he sat in with us on was at the Riverside Convention Center because the little church at Calvary Chapel was too small to hold the audience. In the last year, the church had gone from 800 people to 2,000. When we played there, Randy barely knew the songs, but you wouldn't be able to tell because he followed everything perfect. His guitar work was nice, but when I heard him add a third part to our harmonies that we hadn't even rehearsed on a song called Sweet Salvation, he was my new favorite band member. But Randy will tell you he never actually 
actually said yes to the band. It was just that we were playing more gigs than the other two bands he was in. Greg Eckler, the drummer for Psalm 150, quit to join a secular side group called Rubicon. And Randy would later write a song called You Led Me to Believe about Greg, who had introduced Randy to Jesus and then left the fold. From here out, Sweet Comfort would have four players and Three Odd Balls would add another one because Randy Thomas was well-dressed and neat as a pin. Every hair in place. He was the perfect guy to stand in the front with a guitar on stage and he would get all the attention from the girls. Randy was tall like Rick Thompson so now we had two tall guys and one pudgy guy and one short guy. Rick would describe us as a four-man band with a midget on the ground. There will also be four different kinds of favorite music. Kevin Thompson liked heavier rock bands. Groups like Mountain and Moby Grape and you'll have to look those up because I never listened to them once. Rick Thompson liked vocal groups like the Eagles, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. They were all groups that he could sound like. In fact, there was one song on the radio that sounded exactly like Rick. We've been together since way back when. That was a band called Orleans. Randy liked that stuff too, but Randy could play anything. He introduced the Sweet Comfort Band to jazz chords. It was stuff I would recognize in one of my favorite groups, Steely Dan. And Donald Fagan singing, I've got a girl and Ruby is a name. And it was Randy Thomas who introduced me to a seven chord. I mostly played in C major first inversion. Interesting, the first song I wrote with a seven chord was the biggest song I would ever have. It was called I Love You With My Life. I would like to say just before a seven chord. Needless to say, the band would write a variety of styles, but we would mostly find common ground on stuff that we had heard on the radio. Bands like Kansas, Boston, Toto, Foreigner, and Journey. And through all of the albums that we would record in the future, you would hear their influence. But not so much in the lyrics, because that influence was coming from a higher place. Adding a guitarist would change people's perception of the Sweet Comfort Band. In fact, we had added the word band because when we would call out for concerts and say, hey, I'm with Sweet Comfort, they would often hear on the phone, Sleep Comfort, thought we were a mattress company. If you like the content here on my little jukebox, you might put a quarter in the machine on my support page, nutshellsermons.com forward slash support. But even if you're broke or you just don't want to, you can share it with your history buff friends. Because if you were to add somebody, that would double my audience. But either Either way, it'll still be me and you, because a lunatic friend will never kick you to the curb.